Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We have no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. Well, folks, it's time for Do More, episode two. With Tim Batt and Guy Montgomery. That's right. We've found a wonderful little uh, thoroughfare. What is genuinely at this point a thoroughfare? It's not a nook. This is right in the guts. This is the main artery of the mall. That's right. Um, We've got people now, and uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, you'll be able to see that, because this video is for you. That I winked at the camera. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so I got to say that second screening flew by. All things yeah. considered, I thought that was going to really drag. We went to a different cinema, same yes. size, two hundred and forty seats. That's right. Us plus eight other cinema goers, and we watched more or less the same story unfurl in front of us. <laughs> it would be hard to argue with that, albeit with a little bit more panache, a little bit more pizzazz. I uh, am surprised to report. I think I enjoyed it more. I, I did too. Well, we got kind of high for it. Yeah, I think that would have been doing a little bit of the heavy lifting, undoubtedly. Probably helped a little bit. There were more laughs. There was more clarity. I could see the through lines. I also found out in between watching it and coming down here, this is a movie that took either 19 or 21 reshoot days because early tests show that the comedy wasn't working. Oh, I see. And I can understand that, and I'm basing that statement on one particular attempt, which is the... It's gonna like it's gonna keep me up tonight. I know it. The scene where Doolittle's talking to the stick insect, he's getting the hot word because it's been planted as a spy in the queen's room to keep an eye on things, and then he, for no reason in particular, reveals that sticky, like all leaf insects, I think he says, speaks in eight syllable sentences, yeah. and then proceeds to give a, a sentence that has seven syllables. He does an eight-syllable eight sentence. Eight-syllable first, and then quickly followed by a seven-syllable sentence. And he says, wait, there was only seven syllables. And then goes back and adds another, like, ten syllables. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. It's not a joke. It's, it's one just of, something that's, like, incongruent. It, I, it's interesting because I feel like it's... I don't know if that was in the reshoot, but it's like... You remember fat, the sand wedge um, incident? Yes, is this where you are with it? That, it's, that is what it is for me. It's like, is this a joke? I don't... I don't think it qualifies as one. I'm not sure what it is if it isn't a joke. It's a mistake. I think it's a genuine error that you've got just left in the movie because it's not designed to be seen more than once. They didn't think about this. It's it, it one of those things where I did see it the first time and I just didn't have the confidence to kind of yeah. throw it around. And it does, I mean, I, it's highly confusing. I agree. It Do you know what to make of it? Like, what is it? 
because he just says that and then and then it's, they move on. Well, it's this like, is the thing. I think it's one of the like for all of the extra days shooting they did to get comedy. I feel like they still used a lot of the footage that they had, mm. and a lot of it didn't quite work. Like there's we referenced in the previous episode scenes that last for about ten seconds that yes. then amount to nothing. Like when they go to the island and they yeah. break in, and he. There's like a scene of him... You think you're going to get The Rock with Sean Connery. They kind of set it up for this caper where you're going to see Robert Downey Jr. You see him for five seconds scaling a building. He puts his hand on a um, like a gargoyle-type sculpture. The thing breaks off. He almost dies. And then suddenly we're just inside the gates. Absolutely. And it, it, there's no need for it to be there. Another one is they meet that... They, they're given a stowaway ship and they're on the ship and then someone's like, oh, we've got company. And then they pull like a, a blanket off of a, a guillotine that someone has been kept prisoner in, and the prisoner says, "Hi, I'm Jeff," <laughs> and that is all we get given. It's such a setup for him to be like a fun new addition but to the team. Is he going to double cross yeah. them? What's his story? They've but le- we never see him again. I don't quite understand. Him. They've, they've left the, in all of these bits of setup the, that absolutely go the nowhere. The dancing monkey, which is far and away the best thing yeah. in this film. It's an Antonio, it's after an all is lost moment. Yeah. It, it, so Dr. Doolittle just gives up. He's like, well, I guess I live on the island now. I'm on the island's doctor. And he says, everyone, we've failed. This is it. I'm taking patience. I'm taking patience. Cash only. And then, <laughs> I don't know where this goddamn orangutan turns up with a great hat and just does a great little dance. <laughs> yeah, says, uh, I've got dancing fever. Yeah, that's right. Watch out, everyone. It's contagious. And it goes for five seconds. And then it's that's so all you get. Good. It looks, it looks like the uh, Dunstan from Dunstan Absolutely. Jackson. But wearing, like, cool clothes. Yeah. Wearing, like, some real boho but outfits. I feel like there are all these moments that, are, like, they allude to something more. Yeah, there was the another broader movie, scene yeah. didn't make sense. But they must have spent enough time or money on them they're like well we're going to keep them in I don't know why do you okay are you ready for me to lay the theory on you before you do yes. I just want to say while that was your your point of frustration was that line uh, like all leaf insects mm. spoken in eight syllables and yeah. then you know absolutely blows up the logic of the word they've set up the worst line in the movie for me hands down <laughs> and I feel so bad for Craig Robinson who voices the squirrel who's shot and then joins the adventure because he got given like several, he got given one through line of jokes, which is he's doing a running captain's journal, and none of that works. And at one point, there's a cutaway to him. I can't remember what's just happened, but some stuff has happened, and it shows Craig Robinson as the squirrel, and he says, uh, "I just bought, I bought a front row ticket to Crazy Town." Yeah, and I'm just like, that is paint by no, that is there's like a, someone a, up at three a.m. Like, if I just get this draft out, I can yeah. finally go if to I bed. If I can finish this page, get it to the studio. It doesn't need to be good yet. No, no, no. It can become good but later. Then that's the shooting script. There's a lot of those where you've just got so many famous people that everyone's got to have like a catchphrase, but there's not a lot of times. So everyone gets four words, it, so it's like you got um, John Cena goes dream work, teamwork makes the dream yeah, work and yeah. someone else says that's what I'm talking it's just all of that kind of innocuous yeah. shit it's, just so people can get paid put I some, guess so. some but meals it, it re- on the especially table. that one I got a front row ticket to Crazy Town just reeks of like catchphrase comedy and it would almost like it would work on me I guess if I was 10 or 11 yeah like you, you'd howl with laughter yeah and that's who it's for the funny thing for us is that you keep telling me that the squirrel is voiced by Craig Robinson I keep hearing it I'm like this is sound like Craig Robinson to me and then I figured out that the person I had in my head was Craig Ferguson who is <laughs> A white B Scottish American uh, and C quite a like 
recognisable voice from uh, yeah. late night television of yours. Absolutely not in the movie. Uh, no, I was like, this guy sounds black to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you got this I think right. Craig Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's really skating the line that Robert Downey Jr. first ran in uh, Tropic Thunder. Absolutely. They're forging a new path. Um, now, please, you, you turned to me halfway through the movie after about five minutes in, you said, I'm about to get unbelievably high. Yes. And then you nudged me and asked if I had a pen before you rifled through all of your pockets for 10 minutes to reveal a pen. And then not 10 minutes later, you grabbed me by the arm with a wild look in your eyes and said, I have a theory I need to lay on you, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, should I try and do it without notes and see how far I get? This might whatever be a classic you, Timbo mix-up. I think whatever whatever you believe will do Let's a better a job of communicating the theory. I think we have. I think we are dealing with a Princess Leia and Luke situation in this film. Okay, for so those of us who are uninitiated, Scuggins. What's what's Stubbins. the boy? Stubbins. What is a Leia and Luke situation? I'll explain. Well, let's leave that for the end. So, <laughs> no, 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 we'll get to it, we'll get to okay. it. Okay. So, there were all these loose threads that the movie had left for us, and I was like, there's no way that all of these loose threads mean nothing, and I reckon there's another at least 20 minutes of this film that they cut out, and you know, when you like make an edit out of one bit, it's like, well, that bit of the story doesn't make sense, so I guess we're going to take that out, that out, that out, and it's like a house of cards, you've got to remove suddenly like 20 minutes of film, just because everything else like interwove to the thing you took out, yeah, yeah. so I think that's what's happened. What are we? There's all these weird specific clues the movie leaves. The kid, what's his name again? Stubbins. Stubbins does not live with his parents, and we hear that for a reason at the start. The guy says, who's Finchie, he goes, uh, I don't know how your sister put up with him. So we know that he's now living with his uncle and aunt. And even earlier in that, he, was, he calls him uncle. Like they make a point of it. He yes. does not live with his yeah, parents yeah, yeah. yet. Exactly. So we don't fully know who his folks are. Um, when uh, uh, <laughs> I, I cannot retain this boy's name Stubbins Stubbins goes to the lair to retrieve the diary right and Antonio Banderas's tiger strewn lair Barry. he gets told to the kid Stubbins gets told to put his eye up to the tiger painting and then it will open the trap door now this is the king of all the bandits and thieves on this island right He's 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 booby trapped this up. Like this is this is got to be a lock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This isn't any old lock. This you got to put your eye up to it. It's like an iris scan. Yeah. How is he able to open it? I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it's configured for his iris, right? For Antonio Banderas's iris. And why does Tubbins? What's his name? Tubbins. Why is he able to open it? Because he's his son. He's Antonio Banderas's son. Now, what else do we know? We know that Antonio Banderas is definitely the dead of Lily. Yes. Dr. Doolittle's love. Okay, wow, yeah. Okay, now, what do we you also... You some pieces together. Now, what do we also know in the film? We never see the king. <laughs> we have no experience of the king. We see a queen and we see a daughter, which is Rose. Oh, weird that she's got a flower name and, and Lily's got a flower name almost like there's a bit of a pattern there okay so we don't know anything about the king vis-a-vis Rose's dad who is that what else do we know we know that for some reason in this kids film for no reason that gets revealed in the plot there is a lot of enigmatic looks a lot of longful gazes a lot of suggestive expressions shared between the queen and Doolittle when she finally wakes up I think they've got history. I posit to you, Guy Montgomery, that Lady Rose is Doolittle's daughter. 
he's the dad. And so the fact that both the kids have a bit of a crush on each other, they don't know their half-brother and sister. Vis-a-vis Leia and Only by law, not by blood. Yeah. Who is, yeah, true. If, if Lily is Antonio yes, Banderas' yeah, true. daughter. Actually, good point. It's not quite a Leia and Luke. Oh, I, I think. see. So Leia and Luke has been two, guy, two love interests turned out to be siblings. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, through yeah. somehow. But what do you reckon? Yeah. Of the theory. It's good, right? It's very good, yeah. And I, I, I totally I agree with those. I think that's what's happening. Those sort of throwaway uh, strands, you did, you did put them together because there has to be more to it. There has to be a reason. We find out all of these little things. And, like, why are they so flirtatious, the Queen and Doolittle? I feel like it's not the only instance of flirtatiousness. I feel like that's another... I don't know if that's alluding to a backstory or if it's meant to be foreshadowing for a potential sequel, but there's definitely... Foreshadowing also, for a sequel, having a little, like, cutaway glance... Yeah, or like because it's subtle, a, man. This is a kids movie. They set up romance throughout. That ostrich voiced by Kumail Nanjiani and that polar bear voiced by John Cena are definitely they're, what, they're they, in love. They want to fight. They're in love, and there's a moment where you think you're like, "Cool, they're <laughs> going to like insert a, a, a same sex storyline in here, like same sex love interest storyline," and then they're like, "This same is sex, friendship. different species." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Interspecies, same sex. Twenty twenty, a family could no, look like anything. No, no. First, first, you know, men want to marry men, and then suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> polar bears want to marry this, ostriches. This, this movie the, is the Duke stay as we're right. <laughs> this movie is the conservative nightmare of uh, <laughs> what would happen when we <laughs> fought for marriage equality. A hundred percent. So yeah, that that should have happened though. Eh? Real we moment of tenderness. Yeah, man, absolutely. I well, we don't need to like. I think it would be nice to see them kiss or at least acknowledge that they're in love because they definitely are. Yeah. It's, but again, it's suggested but not shown, which is either stuff left out of the no, cutting room, stuff, yeah. stuff left in the cutting room floor or stuff that's going to happen but in the second that, film. They actually walk all the way up to, a, up to a kiss between those two animals and then they go, because we're friends. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it gets taken away. It's not like, le- it would be cool if they cut the scene. Reeks of like, Disney. Stinks of it, yeah. lousy with just, the they, lousy they, with yeah. the mouse. They won't let you know intersectionality arrive in their films. No. Um, what was I going to say? It was something uh, to the tune of speaking. Uh, if you're acting on a ship, oh, longful gazes. <laughs> okay. If you are acting on a ship, and Doctor Doolittle, Robert Downey Jr. does as Doctor Doolittle. If you are acting on an old on an old style ship, yeah. At some point in the movie, you're going to have to put one hand on like an arrangement of ropes that reach from the the, ba- the base of the ship up to the mast. Yes. You're going to have to lean out holding the one hand yes. looking like longingly across the ocean yeah, yeah, yeah. and let the wind blow. I'm telling you, he's going for Johnny yeah, Depp's yeah. role. And the, yeah, and they do that and they do it beautifully. It's, it is really well shot, that bit. It's, it's, cla- it's like you're watching the movie poster but it's animated. It's, yeah. There are a lot of the trailer moments and something you pointed out, like, you know, it's very satisfying playing trailer bingo and going bang, trailer, bang, yeah. trailer. One of my favourite lines from the trailer is when Doolittle says, hello, Barry, which is a scene between Doolittle and Ralph Fiennes as a tiger, and Barry says, hello, lunch. Not now, in the film. You're hanging out for it all movie. Doesn't arrive. They changed a lot of stuff, hey? It's disappointing. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, I would like to say that uh, this film, with regards to Dr. Doodle and his voice specifically, is like they gave, or actually not his voice specifically, this is like they gave the narrator from SpongeBob SquarePants an entire film. That's who Dr. Turtle is. <laughs> Vocally or just like Vocally, the manner in which it tells like, the story? Yeah, yeah, and just everything. Like he's a pirate, he's on a ship. He can talk very, to like animals and various different anthropomorphic beings. The way that he talks is like, are you ready? Aye, aye. Yeah, yeah. Also, they've, tri- That's good. they've tried to ground Doodle in the UK and I think they figured out his accent wasn't doing it because they make... He says a few things which are unique to the UK. He calls a mouth a gob. Yeah. He says, um, you're going to get a hiding. He says, fair enough. Yeah. Like, they, they use UK-specific colloquialisms That's or language. True. But then he also <laughs> says, um, it's dangerous, mon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like yeah, in yeah. a weird Jamaican... Like, that's not British. It's a huge uh, Jama- expat Jamaican community in London. That's true. I, I don't like know this. Where so he's the, like in, Kingston to Kingston. Yeah, yeah. He's jungle um, to jungle. <laughs> he's he's breaking all the rules. Uh, what else do I have in here? I oh, so this is notes. ridiculous. Yeah. One of the big moments in the the big moment in the movie that it all builds to, which we didn't speak about in the first one. There is a dragon in this movie. We talked about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the movie sort of ends. Doodle and the animals navigate their way to the tree of Eden, which is outlined pretty early on in the movie when Doctor Doodle's character accepts the call to call to adventure. Yeah. He says. Um, we have no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. Perilous journey. To find this fruit from the Eden tree. <laughs> and yay, verily, they do. And when they find the Eden tree, there's a dragon whose sole job is to protect it. Doolittle somehow, you know, uh, seduces the dragon by speaking to the dragon in its language. Well, uh, I'll fill in just to get yeah. real quickly. So Doolittle is off, obviously suffering from heartbreak. That's why he finds it hard to leave the house and he's become a recluse. This dragon, he recognises very early, early on, has some sort of emotional turmoil, looks to the left, sees a skull of presumably its partner, you know, yeah. that it's keeping in the cave with it. So it goes, oh, okay, you're heartbroken, I'm heartbroken, I can use this to Absolutely. cool your boots. And um, so he gets the dragon and there's a sort of fearful scene uh, where it's like... Well, first the dragon 
kills a, and eats a guy. That's right. Which kills, is really weird. He was one of the naval officers. So that uh, Michael Sheen's character, the villainous Scarlet Pimpernel, steals. That's not the name, but I'm just go sort of, with it. Yeah, uh, steals Lily's diary, which is why I've gone to the island in the first place to recover Lily's diary from the king, Antonio Banderas, who's also yes. Lily's father. Yes. Uh, my machine takes it, destroys the ship, and I hate seeing ships get destroyed in movies. You hate it, eh? It's such a waste. I'm like, it's like it's, seeing people throw out food. I, yeah, it really but, bothers but really me. really big. But it's anything. It's anything ornate that's destroyed. I'm like, no, don't, oh, don't ruin that. It was all you know up. who you're going to hate? ISIS. Oh, <laughs> I hate when things, yeah, but I hate when people destroy infrastructure in the name of extremism as well. <laughs> that really shits me. <laughs> but um, anyway, they get on the ships, so... Doodle's dealing with the dragon at the end. Yes. This is like the crescendo. This is where all the action has been building to. Yeah. And the big reveal is that this dragon, and protecting the, the Tree of Eden, has had to deal with all sorts of cavalry and armies. This is why it's okay with eating people. And Doodle starts performing um, like an anal extraction, like yeah. removing various different you know bits of miscellaneous from the dragon's rectum. Yes. Amongst which included is like which, a, don't a, skip over that. That's weird. It's, well, it's, kinda, very, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's kind of... Is it funny enough? It's pretty full on to put in a kid's film. Yeah. First so, he rams a leak up, yeah, up, up yeah. the jacksie of this dragon. That's right. And then starts sort of withdrawing items, including a, a, an arm, a human arm. And then eventually it's like, well, where's this going to go? Yeah. And the big reveal is the, the reason this dragon was unhealthy or... In so much pain. Was because uh, I had a bagpipe rammed up its asshole <laughs> and he pulls yeah. out like a, a dry set of bagpipes, which yeah. doesn't seem right. Well, you know. Artistic license and all of that, but yeah. And then it's like, oh, wow, congrats. You got the bagpipes out of my ass. Here's, Here's some treat. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like, I know it's meant to be a comedy, but there's so much work to go through. And then that's yeah. the end. And then from there, it's like, it's the opposite then, to endings from any other movies. Yeah. It's like, okay, I think we've run out of story here. Yeah. And then they like click their fingers. They're at the Queen's house. And the movie, yeah. The Queen gets better. Do we reckon there's a scene in between there maybe that got cut out? The return journey, yeah. It's supposed to have this all is lost Falling moment. action. It's supposed to go there. No, no, no. All is lost was at the island. But it was too early. That's what I'm saying. It's supposed to have that right before the end. So we get our dragon. The dragon because helps them. It's cool. And then suddenly it's very much not cool. That's what's supposed to happen then. But it, it, it's... Anyway, look, maybe we're getting a little too analytical with this children's movie. But it did cost 175 mil to they make. They put a lot of jokes in at the start. Like until Doodle Mouse the, Chess? Yeah, that's a great time. That's a great so time you get that, at, at the at the very start like kind of the opening of the whole movie <laughs> is well, it's funny for a few reasons. Doolittle has trained these mice to put little hats on indicating what chess piece they are and then they move around the board and he plays against his gorilla, voiced by Remy Malik. But you don't hear them talking English at the start, you just see them both talking gorilla. That's the first time. That's like And in Robert ca- Downey Jr. to his credit. He gives it his all, and it is odd and uncomfortable. It's it's the same moment in Cats. Is like it's it's when that opening reprise in Cats comes in, and you're like, I'm not in a safe space. <laughs> this movie, yeah, yeah this, this could go anywhere. And it's that when Robert Downey Jr. talks to three different animals: a gorilla, a dog, and something else, doing the voices, and you're like, Oh, this is like they were, I don't know. They didn't figure this out before they made yeah. it, and we're going to live through that problem. It's the gorilla noises in particular that, because yeah, you're right. He talks to all of them, but the gorilla noises. He he goes all out. He kind of makes it sound like the gorilla is coming at one point, yeah. and he just there's no barrier there. And I mean, good on him yeah. for giving such a shameless performance, but it is a shameless performance. 
No, nah, but it is fearless, and it does pave the way for that it's terrible bad, young it's actor, also bad. Stubbins, the boy who plays Stubbins, who yeah. phoned it in twice now. Cubbins, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> he sort of mimics, the when he's learning how to do it, he starts talking like an animal to the animals, even at one point talking like an animal to Downey Jr. himself. Now, here's what I don't get, right? And we forgot that Jason Manzoukas is in this film, and it's always a pleasure to hear him. Even better to see him, which we don't. He, <laughs> he voices he, a dragonfly, voices a, dragonfly. a love, lawn, love lost dragonfly. And um, uh, Cubbins can talk to him, to the dragonfly fluently, and it's the only animal that he pulls it off with. He doesn't talk to the dragonfly. Ah, oh. the dragonfly well, talks to yeah, himself in a way right. that it's suge- it's like because yeah. I was trying to catch him out with that yeah, same yeah, little yeah. hole, but now they pulled it off. Is it all good? The dragonfly is talking to itself. Well, it's sort of talking aloud to him, but he doesn't need any of the. Yeah, yeah, things. he doesn't okay. respond or anything. Yeah. Um, but from that opening bit, he directs him though. He directs him around the room a bit. No, he's, he, the he goes like useless. he goes he goes he goes uh, kitty on your six, and then he turns to his left and sees that tiger. Could be a coincidence. <laughs> you can explain it all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but from that crazy opening gambit when Danny Jr. is doing all the animal voices and all that all that nonsense, uh, to like the moment Doolittle leaves the house, to the moment he's forced out of his house, it is packed wall to wall. Not not many of them work but it's jokes like every line of dialogue is Kamal a joke Kamal Nanjiani's ones are good when he finally gets out of the house yes actually that's a bit of physical comedy which strangely did work even though it's digital effects because he um, who does he trip up is it Robert Downey Jr is it Doolittle who? he kicks him in the legs the ostrich yeah when he comes out yeah the ostrich oh, kicks yeah. someone over he's fighting the polar bear who. oh that's right yeah that's because that's them sort of Acknowledging that they actually like each other, even though they haven't got the emotional maturity to figure out how, and or he, whether or not the world is ready for an ostrich and a polar bear to but engage. But he just in like a, so he just, the polar bear just arrives on the sea. The ostrich is like, "Fuck this!" It just kicks his legs from out of him. Yeah, and goes, yeah. nope, nope, I'm out of service. I'm not here. Yeah. He goes, "Uh oh." The dog. He, oh yeah. no, he comes out and he goes, "Ah, I'm looking forward to a lovely day of doing nothing. Maybe have a wander around the garden." Oh, Doolittle's up. He's coming towards me. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just fucking kick sweeps the polar bear. He's like, "Nope, I'm not doing it." <laughs> he does. That was good. He does well. The reason, though, I think that because you, you have been speculating a lot about these singles, especially on the boats. There's like shots of yeah. So I think the reason. Well, that hold you see on. So many- we can't just explain what I was talking about. Oh, it's just that you want Tim wants more context for the boat. But there's then, a weird set of shots where the Scarlet Pimpernel and his lieutenant are talking on the boat, and they're standing right next to each other. But they keep showing them just by themselves. There's in the reshoots. Shot. It must there's be a nineteen to twenty one days of comedy of reshoots, and that's why we've got so many weird singles where it's like couldn't get them on the same day, huh? Yeah, I reckon you're right. Um, oh, this is just notes pulling together the theory. <laughs> You worked hard on the theory. The theory is sound, dude. I'm proud of the theory. And it was only on my second watch. Uh, I got a good laugh out of when uh, Dr. Doodle was caught in the kingdom of Antonio Banderas and all of the soldiers pull swords on him. And one of the soldiers says, don't move. And then he touches the tip of the swords. And another one of the soldiers says, don't touch. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. There's a little uh, ADR edition. Um do you reckon, because we didn't answer this the first time, I don't think, do you reckon people should go along and see Doolittle? No. I think if you can get to it for like six bucks, it's worth no. um, getting no. copping no. a load of Downey was, Jr.'s no. accent. I was, when I was watching it, I was like, what is, it that me, what is it that makes everyone agree something is bad? 
like you know because there's got 15% on Rotten Tomatoes I'm like what is it that creates like universal consensus because taste is so disparate and everyone yeah. thinks different things of different yeah. you know, different creations and this is art or it's attempted art and well, art no, is subjective it's a, it's a movie but like what? why is it that we both that we both know and why does society at large knows that it's bad well I did I was thinking about this because going into a movie like this with such loaded expectations of it being very rubbish kind of destroys everything does it not set it up to be acceptable, passable? Well, yeah, it does. But then what's that? That's boring as well. It's like, oh, yeah, it was the shit movie I expected it to be. I'm not delightfully surprised by how shit it is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, It's competently enough put together. But it's see, like what but you were saying about it clipping along. It's like there's enough colors and yeah, bright yeah. lights and baubles it's, it's and distractions. Not, it's not interesting in its badness, which yeah, can't succeed exa- in being. Exactly, yeah. So this is why people shouldn't see it. It's just like you, you don't You're right, need so to maybe go- this is the ultimate movie to not see were it not for Robert Downey Jr.'s accent, it's the one thing which like elevates it beyond just bad across the board to like almost interestingly bad. Yeah, but surely someone's made a supercut. You know those videos that they put on GQ or whatever? Their accent coaches who go through all their accents. Oh yeah, moves? yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see great. a linguist sit down with Robert Downey Jr.'s character from Doctor Doolittle and just be like, <laughs> "Where are you from, my guy?" Just guess. It's not. It's not watch. It's. I don't know. I can't recommend people go and see it. I don't are know we, how much longer it's going to be around for either. Are we bleeding into the next... When's the next session start? Uh, yeah, we are. It started 10 minutes ago, so oh, that's how we got five more minutes of ads or trailers. Okay, okay. That's to get our tickets, to get any snacks we might want. Had a popcorn in the last movie. It was okay. Got a little bit cold, didn't put my jersey on. A <laughs> um, few more people in? How did that change the experience in? for you? They laughed three times. Uh, I, 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 I'm too beautiful to die. That was the squirrel. That was a laugh I wrote point. that down for, as a laugh line. I did, and then after that, there were all these jokes where I expected to get laughs and didn't. And I was like, this is a rough crowd. And I stopped charting it because I just felt bad for the movie. Who knows? We should have even more at this one. You're not stuck out to me at the, at the beginning. You forget all the stuff at the start, eh? Um, the sanctuary, the animal sanctuary, which the Queen of England gifted to Doolittle and Lily, um... I mean, someone owned that. <laughs> it yeah. was a fully built castle with a fully developed garden. Like, he opens the gates as if it's like, oh, cool, here's some land. Nah, nah, that was someone's. This That's, is some colonial bullshit. That is, that to me is... Uh, this is conquered lands, man. Yeah, they, they would have... That's why Lily got taken. It's bad compensation. They would have tried to pay them out, you know. The, 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 the British royal family, famous for compensating people for their land. Yeah, they bought, they bought it, them out. Absolutely renowned for it. They'll buy out aristocrats on their own land. They, they won't poison, buy out anyone they, else. They poisoned whoever was in there. They put a flag up and they said, this is Doolittle's little sanctuary. To me, it's an early era of the castle. The movie, the Australian movie, The Castle, where castle. the airport's trying to buy up the house owned by the Kerrigans. Yeah. The royal, there's a movie in there where the royal family is sort of trying to weasel their way into that estate so they can give it to Doolittle. And the family inside of it are trying to fight it. But unlike the castle where the Kerrigans triumph, this family was poisoned and killed. <laughs> they lost. And, and then into Dr. Doolittle, into the movie that we're about to watch for the third time. We're running late now. We've got All to go. All right, we've got to go. There's the, we must do more for <coughs> Doolittle. We must. We've no choice but to embark on this perilous journey. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.